the adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk 1071. It is give to the max day. We have chosen Alive and Kickin' as our, our, our group that we're raising money for today. And we definitely need your support. This organization is so great. If you don't know anything about Alive and Kickin', um, it's basically a way for seniors to have a group of seniors who need to be artistic. They want to express themselves. They get together. It's a singing group and it gives them a sense of purpose, camaraderie. And we've just seen so many of those seniors talk about how their lives have been transformed by being in Alive and Kickin'. Yeah, and as we raise money, we're doing something really fun for them. Um, and we can talk more about the organization. Um, but let's also give people some encouragement to make a contribution other than us just telling you how amazing they are because they are. And if you know, you know, but um, we are doing something really special today and have been all day. Right, Mike? We have been. It's misheard lyrics. We've had uh, different songs played throughout the day. Alive and Kickin' performs the uh, actual song, the way it's supposed to be. And then they also record the fake version or the misheard lyric version. These are some of the songs that are considered the most misheard songs of all time. So it's a fun way to laugh about uh, different ways of uh, hearing a song and, and having Alive and Kickin' performing them. Here's the catch, though. We need $500 of donations to get to that next level. How close are we? We just got an awesome, generous donation. Donation from Wendy. So huge thank you to Wendy. Thanks, if Wendy. You want to make a donation and go ahead and uh, put a little dedication on it? You certainly can. Go to mytalk1071.com. Keyword give is where you'll find all the details. But we are just 250 bucks away from unlocking the misheard lyric to this song. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. Built this city. Starship, we built this city. That's the correct way. If you want to hear Alive and Kick and perform the misheard lyric, we need those donations to roll in. Absolutely. And thanks to everyone. Thanks to everyone who's uh, made contributions so far. All right. Let's get into uh, some talk about Omid Scobie. Omid Scobie, if you don't know who Omid Scobie is, the mouthpiece for the royals, you would say. Um, he's claiming some Harry stuff about the palace, and um, I don't think anybody's going to like it over there. What do we know? Yeah, so Omid Scobie, he has a new book coming out, and he's already written a book about Harry and Meghan, and um, he really is the mouthpiece for Harry and Meghan's connection to the tabloids in this country, right? So, like, the the royals in the UK have all this vast network of tabloid uh, folks that are sort of like there to aid and abet whatever narratives they're trying to push out, right? Well, Harry and Meghan, since they left, they don't have that anymore, but they do have Omid Scobie, and he has been instrumental as sort of a connection, or at least that's the way it appears to most, because he wrote this book already about Harry and Meghan. He has seemingly coordinated with them uh, throughout a lot of the tabloids in this country, like with People Magazine, etc. And he's got another book coming out. And in that book, he is giving, I think, the the royals um, a what's what. That is, the members of the royal family in the United Kingdom. Um, well, he's not a big fan. Let's just leave it at that. Right. And so a lot of people in the UK are like, um, hey, Mr. Scobie, we don't want to hear about your, uh, you know, your lies and stuff because you're just there to protect Harry and Meghan. And one of the things that's coming out in this book is and this was pointed out in the Daily Mail again, please take note of the sources. Mm -hmm. If the Daily Mail is telling you something negatively about someone, it's probably because they're not a fan. 
Oddly, not a fan of Omid Scobie. Anyway, in in his book, allegedly, there are claims that William ignored Harry's calls while their grandmother lay dying. And that painted this picture in this book that Harry truly was sort of persona non grata, left out alone to um, deal with the grief of losing his grandmother by himself. Right. So you've got Team Harry and then you've got Team William over here. So, of course, they're wanting to protect William in this, um, because if Omid Scobie is claiming anything, they're like, uh, we don't like Harry because who's suing the Daily Mail? Harry is suing the Daily Mail. So if you're ever going to make Harry feel like um, or, or make it look like Harry's claims were valid, they don't like that. Right. And Omid Scobie, that's what Omid Scobie does. So they're going to be opposed to Omid Scobie. He is their biggest enemy, probably, I would say. So what is... Yeah, also, but, you know, what's interesting is this is kind of like, you know, I'm trying to think of the scientific equivalent of this. It's not parasitic, but, like, they scratch each other's back. So, like, you've got one person who is interested in pushing a certain narrative in some tabloids. That is Omid Scobie. Seems to be a critic of the royal family, seems to be more on the side of Harry and Meghan. Well, that benefits certain tabloids. Mm -hmm. Then you've got the sort of, you know, the folks within and connected to the royal family in the UK. They're sort of symbiotic. That's the word I was looking for. They have this sort of symbiotic relationship that even though you could say they're sort of opposed to one another, they're really living in the same fish tank, right? Yes. we're all just dealing with people who are fascinated by the royal family and those who are fascinated with the royal family are on one of two sides and that side is more Harry and Meghan yeah or more you know perhaps the firm as it's been called over the years Mm -hmm. and I try to like remember that because I think it's easy to just sort of take what things or take things like what Omid Scobie and people like him along with what the sort of royal palace insiders say with as much of a grain of salt as we can like there's a truth no doubt and we can kind of guess what we think the more truthy truth part of that is. But at the end of the day, it's still a perspective that they're using to sell books. And in this case, Hobbit Scobie's doing that very thing. It's called Endgame, by the way. His book comes out, I think, next week on the so 28th. Who does Omid Scobie currently, uh, who pays his bills? Like, how does he, he get He works paid? for News Corp, I think, because if I remember correctly, his publisher is Harper's. And Harper's is owned by News Corp. And okay. so now th- they've like sold bits and pieces, but that's like the New York Post. Um, but that's just his publisher for the book. So, uh-huh. so as far as his reporting and stuff, is he just freelance? Now, I think so. Or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he used to appear on morning shows and things. I remember seeing him like on Good Morning America and uh, a lot of yeah, ABC royal stuff. coverage. I yep. believe he is the royal contributor for ABC oh, News. Okay. Yeah. So and that's he's done a lot, him on more, which also Morning America. makes sense. And that's why I think he had this direct line to Harry and Meghan because American press tends to be more amenable to Harry and Meghan. And so they sort of needed somebody like him Mm -hmm. on their side. Again, I don't know what the actual connections are between them or how much they actually communicate. He denied or they denied through their sources that they had any connection with his book about them. I think a lot of people were skeptical of that, though. Okay, well, uh, all right. But it could have been people around them that were providing him information so that it gives you the, you know... (laughs) The distance. the uh, air of deniability or whatever that phrase is. It's not coming to my brain.
whenever there was that big hubba-bubba about um, whenever she made an appearance and um, there was that whole chase through New York, I remember remember that Omid Scobie was sort of making a statement for them at that time, uh, if I'm not remembering that wrong. Sure. So it's like, well, there's a direct con- connection right there. If he's defending them and saying this is what happened, you know, it's like, all right, well, anybody who was. Yeah, well, we also don't forget have people like um, not Hoda, whom I think of Gail. Gail seems to have a direct connection too. Mm, right. You know, because she on more than one occasion has like spoken on their behalf. I see. Okay. Now, um, do you want to read this book? Not really. Really? No, honestly, because, uh, again, I'm sure it's interesting. And I, this is one of those books I would read the report of the report. Mm. Like, tell me what I need to know. But maybe it's just because I'm not quite in that mood right now. I'm oh. also reading a 48-hour book by Barbara Streisand. Which yes, that's the mood you're up, in. Is taking up my time. But also, I've got the next season of The Crown coming out. I mean, I got that's enough today. royal stuff going. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to start today. But, yeah, that's coming out, too. So there's a lot in my brain right now okay well we'll have to just save that for the winter or something at yeah. a time where we can both yeah. listen to it or just like you know wait for people's like here are the 10 juiciest things <laughs> right um all right when we come back here on the adventures of bradley and dawn from royales with cheese to reese witherspoon yeah her child is getting um trolled online why because he's the child of reese witherspoon mm. we'll tell you why and what's wrong with that when we return right here on my talk Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Dakota Dental. I was just talking with a friend yesterday who also goes to Dakota Dental. She brings her whole family to Dakota Dental and said, am I the only one who is obsessed with Dakota Dental uh, as I am? And I said, no, actually, we're all obsessed because when you're a patient at Dakota Dental, you realize a few things. They are better than the average dentist for a number of reasons, of which are great customer service, ease of getting an appointment. I mean, truly, if you try to make an appointment today for this week, you're probably not going to have an issue next week. Um, We are getting close to the end of the year, so getting in before your benefits for 2023 go away is super duper important. But in addition to just great customer service, you're also getting some of the best dental care in the Twin Cities. That is no small thing, and I've been to enough dentists to know that. So take my advice, take my friend's advice, and everyone who's a patient at Dakota Dental, head to dakotadental.com today, and don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 107.1. You guys, Reese Witherspoon's son did something terrible. Actually, he didn't. He just showed off his New York apartment, and people are not being nice about it. Yeah, they're accusing him of being a Nepo baby, and I'm like, you guys, that's not how Nepo babies work, um, if that's a thing. But it is a thing, and we've talked about it. So you're right. Uh, a TikTok star by the name of Caleb Simpson, if you are on TikTok, or even if you're not, you've probably seen these videos wherein somebody will like show up. It's like a kind of a, it's just kind of an 
template, right? Like somebody will show up, to, uh, like run into somebody on the street and be like, what's your favorite restaurant? And then all of a sudden they go to the restaurant they own or like mm-hmm. their favorite restaurant. You know, so like in it this case, like someone just stopped everything they're doing. Yeah. Like, oh, somewhere. I just met you on the street. Can we, you know, see where you live? And that's exactly what Caleb does. He's got 7.8 million followers. They watch him tour expensive homes. And he did walk through uh, what they call in this page six article wherein I saw this story. Uh, his swanky college apartment in New York City Thursday. And while, you know, it's it's a nice apartment, I wouldn't call it swanky. I mean, it's just like a college guy's apartment that is very large for New York standards, oh right? Oh my gosh, it's enormous. But it's obviously, like the video itself, you're just kind of like, well, it looked like they're, some kids are doing pretty well and they got a nice place. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. But people online, of course, we can't have nice things, right? So they have to troll him and and say like, let's not forget that his mom and dad are wealthy celebrities. Rich kids, Nepo babies love to avoid mentioning their extremely wealthy parents. Excuse me. Oh my God. Are you supposed so to anytime? Stupid. Are you supposed to anytime you just like show off your apartment? Like, Oh, I'm sorry. I come from a very privileged background. I feel bad for having this thing. That yeah. kid doesn't know any different. And who cares if he like good for him? I all I we long gone are the days where we enjoyed watching like lifestyles of the rich and famous. Oh, Remember still, when we just were like, yeah. "Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful," and everybody didn't have this weird nasty spirit that was like you shouldn't have that and I should have it. <laughs> I still think that that I think most of the people and I think that's why this Caleb guy has 7.8 million followers because people do like to watch that stuff. Mm-hmm. The problem is the 1% of trolls who sort of swamp, you know, the comments section mm-hmm. and then it just makes everybody go womp womp yeah. because truly I think there's an appeal to peeling behind the curtains of the lifestyles of the rich and famous. Mike, you were smiling over there. Um they got to put a a blanket or a pillow on that spiral staircase. Oh. I would have scars on my head because it is very intense. Right in the middle of the floor, yeah. there's a spiral staircase, and if you're not paying attention, you just <laughs> bang your head right on oh. this metal piece I of totally stairs. Would, yeah. I would hit my head so many times. We have one like that in my oh. home that I grew up in. Okay. Yeah. It's not that tall, but it is. It's like a one story spiral. Your head? My sister fell down it oh, several no. times because oh, no. that was her bedroom upstairs. Oh God! But yeah, it's really like if you are slightly tipsy in any way. It's not great. Yeah. Because even when you're when you're not drunk, walking up it is like, oh, I better be careful. People get freaked out. Oh, sure. If you have any kind of vertigo or anything. For sure. But you know, college boys, I'm sure somebody has They probably did a grind (laughs) off of it on their skateboard. Oh god, please don't. Yeah. But like so he's got this apartment and, and and also he lives with roommates. Yeah. So it's it's like I was like, okay, this is even less douchey than I think that people wanted me to think it was. It's not like he's just like has this like pimped out, you know, bachelor pad all by himself in, you know, downtown Manhattan. Like it it looks like a college apartment, you know, that's very, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's ten thousand a month. Or something, maybe more, maybe more. Who knows? But uh, like, it's not cheap. I get it, but it's also not like, you know, he's got like a gold-plated toilet seat or anything. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So, my question is like, uh, what did they want him to do? I think what would be great is the next one that they do with a celebrity kid. 
should definitely be over the top. Just like I have this apartment and I just want to acknowledge that my parents are famous actors and filthy rich. And I apologize. Mm. Like, just make it sarcastically like, and I would never be able to have this without them. Yeah. Well, then people would troll him for being yeah. patronizing and condescending. <laughs> or even if you just said it with a straight face, like do that in advance so that people can't say, yeah, and your parents are, oh, wait yeah. a minute. He said that. Yeah. <laughs> people are just going to be terrible regardless in the comments. I just wish we could turn comments off or at least I've always thought, but I understand that there's like a critical reason we don't do this. I just have always thought comments should come with your, per- your like your identity attached so that literally you cannot have a username. It is just your given name, your legal name, yeah. and you know, identifiable to you. It would just keep people, and I know why we don't do that, and there's a, a lot of good reasons why we don't. But still, on when I see stuff like this, I'm like, oh, can we just please make everyone behave like adults? Oh, wait, nobody's doing that anymore. What gets to me is uh, it even happens like with people that aren't famous. People will put up comments about the post and the person like they're not there. Like they will start talking about what they see as if the person themselves wasn't reading. Oh, sure. It's like they're here, you guys. Like they are here. And like, what has she done to her face? And then they go back and forth like this is probably, you know, like uh, one time I lived next door (laughs) to the assistant of a plastic surgeon and it's definitely a chin implant and fillers. And then they're like, well, back in this day and and they'll just talk about them like they're not seeing it. I don't even know how some people can handle it. And I don't think that it's the price of fame. I don't think people should have to put up with that. That's why you should. Just oh, it's not the price of fame off. to your point. Like literally you don't have to be famous to get troll comments. Are you kidding? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Like anybody can get troll comments. They For just sure. get a lot more, yeah. which is why thankfully a lot of them are probably not connected to their social media accounts directly. Right. There's a layer of, uh, you know, protection, distraction between them. Yeah. Well, good luck to him. Good luck to him. I mean, he is going to NYU. You can't just get into NYU without, you know, rich parents having the skills and the money to pay for it. When we come back, Dawn has a whole story about Tyler Perry, and uh, it also brings up Harry and Meghan. She'll tell us all about it when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Hey guys, it's Don McLean for Olivia Weight Control Centers. This is the time to think about gifts for everybody else. And, you know, this season you're thinking about what am I going to get that person, this person? Well, don't forget about you. Give yourself the gift of good health. It's Livia's pre-Black Friday event. They're doing 50% off, up to 50% off your personalized program when you mention me. This plan, are, or all of these plans are so great because they listen to you. It's doctor recommended. Uh, you can go in, talk about, you know, when you eat, how much you sleep. Uh, they're going to ask you all those questions and then customize a plan that works for you. And it actually was so easy to lose weight with Livia. You can lose up to 10 pounds in your first two weeks and then up to 20 pounds or more before 2024. Think how great you would feel. So this is their best offer of the year. Don't wait. It's up to 50% off. Visit Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com or call 855-GO-LIVIA for up to 50% off. Sunny here at my talk 107.1.
1071, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. We have to talk about Alive and Kickin'. We're doing something for Give to the Max today, which is so much fun. Misheard lyrics. We're trying to get to a certain amount to unlock the next song that we've been doing here. Mike, we are, can we play that song again? We um, certainly can. Yeah, the song is We Built This City from Starship. Now, here's Alive and Kickin' performing it the correct way. <laughs> Now, the very uh, hilarious wrong version is locked away right now, and the only way we can get Hurry it is up, by hitting it. hitting $1,500 on the donations. We are about 250 bucks away from that. So, again, huge thank you to Nikki, huge thank you to Wendy, but please consider heading over to uh, mytalk1071.com. Use the keyword give, and you're going to see where you can make that donation. Yeah, it's just right on the carousel there. You'll see a little cassette tape. Just click on that, and it is so easy to uh, give a donation. And we just love this organization. Uh, It gives seniors a sense of purpose, uh, a sense of community, and we do know how important it is for seniors to feel like they are connected um, because loneliness is such a problem, and so this really does help so many seniors out there. So please consider giving, like Mike said, because we want to unlock what the wrong lyrics are. Absolutely. And they've got a lot of, um, there's a lot of other ways to participate. If you want to learn more about Alive and Kickin', just head to aliveandkickinmn.org. You can learn about what an amazing organization they are, but you know they've been involved with our reality show on the radios in the past, Project Down and Dirty. Um, We've had a great time getting to know a lot of the cast members. So support them today. Yes. Okay, um, I saw this this piece in page six, and it was about Tyler Perry and him recalling a moment with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry uh, after they stepped down from their royal duties and they were just at wit's end really being hunted by the paparazzi. So Tyler Perry was nice enough to reach out to them and say, um, if you ever need anything, I'm here. Well, a couple of months later, Meghan Markle called and just he said he was like a therapist for her. Uh, They had a really good conversation. And you might have heard that before, but we're talking about this because he was on Kelly Ripa's podcast, Mm. which is Let's Talk Off Camera. Okay. Uh, And so it's, it's a chance for her to connect with people that appear on the show to promote things but in a way that's deeper that they really don't have time for on the air behind the scenes um so this is the first time i've ever listened to it and i learned quite a few things about tyler perry that i didn't know uh the reason for talking about this and why is he out there talking about doing interviews is that he actually there's a documentary about him and the makers of the documentary followed him for 10 years Mm, wow Where's this uh, documentary at? It actually is, um, it's on Amazon Prime, and it starts tomorrow. So he's been doing a lot of press for this. He's said that he really isn't someone that likes to open up about his personal life, and, you know, he has reasons for doing that and really doesn't like to talk about himself. So he was even surprised at some of the things that he saw in the documentary. Um, Here is a snippet of the trailer for that documentary. Okay. Filmmaker has had five movies open number one at the box office in the last four years. Spielberg, Tarantino, Scorsese? No. This record belongs to Tyler Perry. How do you feel right now, sir? 
my problems, a lot of things in life is I can float above it. That's just from childhood, that's from abuse. So every moment, it's like, you're okay, you're safe. It's just emotion, it's just feeling, it's love. Emmett Perry Jr. was his birth name. He changed the name to Tyler Perry because he had an estranged relationship with his dad. I just could not understand how this man could look at me and hate me with such passion. He had some horrific experiences that ultimately led to the characters he created and the imagination that he had. We were so broke, we used to share burgers and talk about these great dreams that he had. I had all these people tell me what I would never be. Nobody said what I could be. The thing that's amazing about Tyler is he broke every rule. A studio executive said to him, black people don't go to the movies. They were just wrong on every count when it came to Tyler. Tyler was making hit after hit, and finally, people had to wake up. My mother said, don't you ever let anybody tell you who you are. You know who you are. I can't watch it without cringing. I think he crossed the line. What I will not do is change because some critics think it's not art. Do not play him small because he is not just some lucky Negro turned black man. There was no denying the talent and the power of Tyler Perry. He paid attention to an audience that people ignored. In the middle of all of this success, I'm dealing with my mother slowly dying. I couldn't find my way out of it. Everything that went wrong in your life is what made everything go right. For this moment to happen for me is beyond anything I could have ever imagined. He was resilient. He fought the demons, the dream snatchers, the haters. People saying, you're not going to become, I have to become. And he became. Tyler, I just want to tell you how blessed I am to have a son like you. Mm. Oh, it's amazing. It sounds, sounds great. so good. And knowing that you see his life over the span of 10 years, it's just really interesting to me. It's called Maxine's Baby and uh, Amazon Prime tomorrow. The thing that struck me about listening to, I haven't gotten through all all of it yet, but listening to Kelly Ripa talk to Tyler Perry yeah. about his experience was... That feeling, fear, and excitement, those two are the same to him. Okay. So just, I had no idea that he grew up with a father that beat him. And you heard in that in that clip there, you know, saying that he didn't understand why somebody who was supposed to be his father could look at him with such hate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, had a lot of fear growing up where he wanted to disassociate. Like he, he wanted to leave his body. And Kelly Ripa opened up that she has had experiences like that as well in her life where she just wanted to escape her body and and float away. But you can't. So you rise yep. out of your body and sort of view it so you can step away from it in the oh, moment. Sure. Yeah. And that he noticed that when he was experiencing so much success in his life and his with his filmmaking and all of those things we heard about in the beginning that he that feeling of excitement is the same that anxiety that feeling of like your heart is beating fast and you're that was the same thing to him so he would disassociate from his life yeah even in the good moments and to get to learn how to get back in his body and (laughs) which sounds so weird but 
to separate yourself so much. Oh, sure. You know, yeah, I don't think that sounds weird. I think so, it probably is very relatable for people if you've had that kind of childhood trauma. For sure. And and learning about through his writing, he would learn about himself. We know that he is the master of creating all of these super funny characters. And I mean, he's just amazing when you watch his movies. He plays so many different characters and he would notice and discover things about himself through those characters. So if he would write something that says, uh, you know, he would write it down and see that he would have a character like move away, like in an action, like they step away from the table and go over to the side in the corner. He would write that and then examine like, okay, why did they do that? Were they cold? Were they feeling uncomfortable? Were they, and then he realized that, oh, well, that's a part of me, you know? Yeah. And oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And, and really Tyler Perry to me was like, you just, you see somebody that has risen so far in the world of like just having money. Like he has such a vast amount of wealth and for a good reason, because he did all of these great things. So the guy behind all the wealth and the success is is just, I think it's really going to be a great documentary. Yeah. So. Is this um, like a one-off thing, or is it several parts? Or I hoped, you know, I don't know the answer to that. I hope that it would be several parts, just because it seems like such a story. Yeah, you'd think if you're yeah, there for I mean, 10 years. 10 years, I'm sure it's multiple parts. It, it deserves multiple parts yeah. for sure. So check What's that it called out. Again? It is called Maxine's Baby. Um, and you're going to get a little bit of Harry and Meghan in there as well. Uh, I, th- I thought it was interesting also that the tabloid stories, the reason why you click on it really is because you see Harry and Meghan, but really discovering like, oh, okay, this is a story about his documentary. Like that is they know it'll get clicked, so they put in that piece. But really, that's such a small part, it sounds like, of what this is. Mike? It's an hour and 55 runtime, just a documentary. It's not a series. Yep. Yeah, it looks like uh, I'm just looking at the Amazon Studios page right now. So this will be available on Prime. Did you say tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Maxine's Baby. Well, I'm sure that would be a great weekend listen for, or weekend watch for people. Yeah. And I wonder if they're going to have, like, studio... Sells out. Oh, it looks like they're doing, um, let's see, this was in November. Oh, yeah, this was just a few days ago. It looks like there was a film festival where they're showing it in Chicago. Okay. So, Right. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. And again, that was called Maxine's Baby. It's Maxine's on Amazon Baby. Prime. And when we come back, we're going to get real petty. Mm-hmm. So from Tyler Perry in an inspirational documentary to Tori Spelling eating a McRib. <laughs> I always want to pronounce it McRib. <laughs> McRib. Right? Because yeah. it's McRib. McRib. But when you just say it real fast, it's like McRib. So we're going to talk about Tori and her McRib when we come back right here on My Talk. <laughs> the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071. Uh, make sure and cheer Bradley on tomorrow as he tries to take down Colleen Lindstrom. And Alexis Thompson. I don't know. Jason. I feel like. Alexis is out. Oh, gosh, that's right. So it's Jason and Colleen and me and Stephanie. I feel like, let's be clear. I feel like we have the leg up because of Stephanie Hanson. Um, But that said. The thing about the trivia uh, mafia games are that you never, you think that you can study for those because I always try. I love that you try. I show up every time going, (laughs) 
<laughs> it's either in my brain or it's not. Oh. And it's also at 8.30 in the morning, which is not the earliest no, ever. Please. But it's early enough that my brain is not fully functioning. But it's always something really unexpected. Like, they're so good at doing trivia yeah, that you sure. never would think is connected to that, but it is, whatever the topic is. So I look forward to hearing that. Um, and don't forget, we are raising money for Alive and Kicking right now uh, through our website, mytalk1071.com. We are trying to unlock these dang lyrics. And all we need to do is raise $250 more, if my math is right, in order to unlock the lyrics. Yeah, where are we at, Mike? Uh, 1249 So yeah, $251 is what we need to hear. Oh. The We built this city on rock and roll, the misheard lyric version it. from Come a lot of And I will say, I've heard it. It's hilarious. You want to unlock Let's this. Let's do it. Yeah. I would love to do it before the end of the hour. So if you guys could head over to mytalk1071.com, right there on the homepage, you'll be able to click and donate. And thanks to everyone who's donated so far. Now, should we get to McRib? McRib. McRib. Yes. Tori Spelling put up what page six is calling a cryptic post about... It's not um, really that cryptic. It's not really that cryptic. It's McCribtic. It cr- Her estranged husband, Dean Wow, McDermott. did I just render you Crickets. silent? That was... That was... I just wanted you to feel the silence. <laughs> wow. Tori Spelling, feel the love, kids. Uh, Tori Spelling has turned uh, to McDonald's for comfort. Uh, She put up a post of, it's just a picture of the McRib box. She could have gotten it out of any dumpster. We don't know. But it says, the comfort of an old friend returns just when you need them the most. And they think it's in response to the same day the Daily Mail published a tell-all interview with him in which he talked about how he was in rehab because of his drinking and drugs and that he ruined his family. It's very... Um, you know, if you want to dig into that more, it's very sad, but that's not why we're here. We're here because Tori Spelling finds McRib to be a comfort food. And I want to know. Well, I was going to say you you had a question for the audience. What is your fast food comfort food? If you've just had a bad day at work and you're like, I can't wait until we can just hit reset and start over on this day. Where do you turn? Like, what is your favorite thing to eat? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What for you? Uh, what's your comfort food go to? I would say one of two things: a Mexican pizza from Taco oh, Bell. Yeah, that's a good one. And thank God they brought it back because emotionally, what what have I been doing without it? And then um, Chick Fil A, just a regular old chicken sandwich that mm-hmm. is lightly breaded. Chicken sandwich or a Mexican pizza, 651-641-1071. What is your fast food go-to comfort food? Mike, do you have a... I feel like you've got a favorite, Mike. Uh, mine would probably for a long time been a uh, rodeo burger from Burger Ooh, King. Is that a regular menu item? Yeah, it is. It's just oh. the normal, like, uh, it's kind of... It's a small little burger with an onion ring on top and some uh, barbecue sauce and cheese. Mm. Yeah. I, I, uh, do you have one? I don't know that I've ever had a rodeo burger. Mm-hmm. I do like a good onion ring on a burger. It was gone for a while. The rodeo burger was. I had a lot of them in college. Yeah. That was kind of my our, our go-to. We would get together and study and drive to Burger King and eat rodeo burgers. Uh, went away for a while, but now it's back. Mine is at and you did ask so thank you for asking uh mine is 
also at Burger King, so you can also get it, and that's the chicken sandwich. It's the old standby. Literally, the Burger King chicken sandwich. And I'm not saying grilled chicken. I'm saying, like, the original, the OG crispy chicken patty, and here we're just going to get real clear, extra mayo, and add American cheese. And it is and if you the want long bacon. one. It's like an oblong yeah, one, right? It is like a, a sub unnatural shape. <laughs> a no natural. chicken sandwich yeah. should look like this and yet taste so good. But it does. It's a breaded chicken patty, old school. I mean, I, like I grew up as a kid. That That is still my go-to like fast food thing. If I were at McDonald's, my fa- I, I mean, I've probably got one at every place, right? So my McDonald's would be the chicken McNuggets. But enough about me. We've got plenty of people on the line. Let's go to Charles. Charles is on the line. Hey, Charles. How you doing? My favorite comfort food is the dot or you, dang, excuse me, you guys. Oh, where are your favorite? Wait a minute. Food? We're not on the menu, Charles. <laughs> uh, it's a chicken sandwich with add cheese and bacon. Oh yeah. See. Wait, from Burger King. Yep. Oh. You're absolutely right, Charles. Add the cheese, add the bacon if you want. Uh, I also like to add extra mayo. I hope that's okay. Mayo's okay and lettuce. Yeah, for sure. You need that crispy plastic lettuce. Thank you, Charles. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Yeah, does it... I have a clear memory of... uh, um, On the previous rendition of this show, you guys telling me that that was the best sandwich, and I went to Roseville and got it. And? chicken sandwich and i think i picked some up for you guys um it was it was okay but it wasn't like i can't live without this yeah i mean it was okay yeah it was good but everybody has their thing oh yeah for sure let's go to patty patty is on the phone hey patty what's your favorite fast food go-to item Uh well i don't think i can top charles you guys are my favorite afternoon snack oh we like to be a snack but we're we're not as like not as reliable as you know i mean the burger king chicken sandwich has been around for decades what do you want um mcdonald's is going to be chicken Mm -hmm. nuggies with barbecue sauce and french fries just love the combo um but taco john's i'm a taco john's girl i'm not a taco bell And just your simple beef hard shell taco and potato lays with the nacho dipping sauce. Mm -hmm. Yummy. All fake cheese and grease and everything. It's just, it's comfort in a bag. Yeah. That's all I, that's it. That's it. I do. I do. I have not had Taco John's in a hot minute though. So thanks for that Mm -hmm. food memory. Now I need that in my brain. Thank you, Patty. That's Cookie Patty, by the way. Cookie Patty? Yeah. What a great name! Um, do you what? How, did you have feelings about that, Don? Um, Cookie Patty. Uh, I I don't prefer Taco Johns. No. I've never had a good Taco Johns, but that just means oh, no. I don't know what I don't know. Maybe all I went right. To the well, wrong we'll get one. Cookie Patty to take you to Taco Johns next time. In the meantime, okay. let's find out what Gail has to say. Gail, what's your favorite fast food go to item? Okay, Snuffies in Minnetonka makes onion rings mm. and French fries to die for. Yum. Is this true? Is and it, I know it's kind of out of the way for most folks, but not for me. <laughs> so when you have had a bad day and you're sad, do you go get that and then you just like eat it in your car and then hide the evidence? <laughs> no, I go home and eat it. Oh, you My do. dog just watches me. Yeah, I don't have a husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That is the most delightful picture you just painted. I do whatever I want. You do whatever Love you it, want. Love it, Gail. Okay. You go get yourself some onion rings now, honey. And now I want onion rings really bad. God. 
Yeah. Mike, you started it. My bad. Um, were you going to say something, Don? Sorry. Uh, no. Okay, let's go to Gail, or uh, not Gail, let's go to Lisa. Hi there. Hi, Hi, Lisa. Bradley, you just, you took the words right out of my mouth. After bar close, the original chicken sandwich, mm. extra mayo, mm. American cheese. Yeah. Exa- and sometimes I add pickles and ketchup. Mm. Is that a little weird? Oh. No, you know what? I didn't even think to add pickles, oh. but now I'm putting that on my it, list. It's good. But now the chicken sandwich from McDonald's or Burger King, is it me? It's a little different. I don't know. Oh, no. You think? It, I just somewhat. And then... My original is going to be a bean burrito with sour cream oh, on top yeah. of oh, that. There we go. Those have changed, too, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, well, everything's changing, but I, yeah. I have to agree with Bradley on the chicken sandwich. You can't, oh, my God, from Burger King. It's a classic, man. It is. It's classic. It's that salty, and then the mayo is just oh, perfect. Yeah, but you have to have extra mayo. Yeah. yeah. And they're a little chintzy on that. I think they even charge, you know. I'm sure they do, <laughs> but it's totally worth it. Oh, it is. Lisa. But try the ketchup and pickle, bread. You got it. All right. He Thank you, it, Lisa. He literally wrote it down. I saw yeah. him write it Pickles. down. Um, all right. Last up, we've got Robert on the line. Let's let Robert have our last word. Dawn would like to know, Robert, <laughs> what you're stopping for today. Uh, my go-to has always been a Taco Bell with the Doritos Locos. Mm. I used to see much more of the Cool Ranch, but they got rid of that. So I still take the nacho cheese. And then you add that uh, Cinnabon Delights. Oh. That's... That's what ends with a good day. I love this because you you did you just did it perfectly, Robert. Because you got the you know the salty taken care of, and then after the salty, you're going to need the sweet. So you got the sweet added on there too. Oh yeah, and then you said Baja Blast just to top it all off. Oh yeah, why not throw in an extra 800 <laughs> calories? Yeah, for sugar. blast it. <laughs> Thank you, Robert. <laughs> All right, now aren't we just all hungry? Yeah. So what yes. we've achieved here is to make everyone rush to so dear Thanks, fast Tori. fast food workers of America, you're welcome. Prepare yourself. Uh, and fast food trade organization, call us. Uh you can advertise. We'll endorse you. Especially if it's a chicken sandwich or Taco Bell. Taco Bell's Mexican pizza or the Rodeo Burger, also Mike's Rodeo Burger. Burger we should call it Mike's Rodeo Burger. Hey, <laughs> Don, thank you for the chance to talk about food. We're going to keep doing it, in fact, because you want to tell us about a ramen restaurant yeah. that has taken off in New York. But it's not your average ramen restaurant. She'll tell us all about it when we return right here on My Talk 1071.